Oh, wig. It's hot local singles. Clappity clap. The force of that clap. Yeah. I should be in Rosalia's like percussion ensemble <laughs> because my claps are so loud. Like flamenco vibes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at that. Well, hello. Hi. Hi, Joshi. It's been it's been a minute. Yeah, sorry about that. We're back. Sorry about that, listener. Yeah. Juan was overseas. You know, yeah. su- late summer is always kind of there's like a rush to get things done in like a leisure way. Yeah, you have to go to a cottage now. The yeah. Sticking. You have to go home. So yeah, I went home. I was in Colombia for a sec, a couple mm-hmm. of weeks. Now I'm back. Did you get sick of your family? No offense. <laughs> sort of. There was moments where I was getting a bit annoyed. Mm-hmm. I have my foot shit still happening. So my mom had at least like 30 appointments planned out for me. And that really pissed me <laughs> off because I was going there to, like, it was my vacation from work too. Yeah. And then I had to do a thousand errands. And by the end of it, I was like, oh, wait, I didn't even relax. <laughs> so that was not <coughs> Not a cough. Just a cough. Oop. No, I don't have COVID. I mean, I literally t- took a test yesterday. We'll see what happens. But coughing was not one of the symptoms. We'll see. Stay tuned. So yeah, COVID scare vibe on the show today. We're going to talk about I'm talking to the listener now. Sorry, Juan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going we're to talk about Aaliyah. <laughs> Aaliyah back on the streaming services. Um, got some think pieces for you. Mm-hmm. So many this summer. Got some blind items for you. We're going to chill. I think it's going to be nice. Yeah. We're going li- to talk about the three albums I've listened to the past month. When we talk about think pieces. Donda. <laughs> not Donda, but yeah, sure that too. Oh, not Donda? Oh, I listened to Donda. <laughs> believe oh, yeah, it or not. Can't wait for your summary. I ain't listened to it, but I yeah. don't recall. Yeah. It's almost two hours long, as you know. Mm-hmm. I sound sick. Fuck. You do sound really I'm spiraling, sick. spiraling, Not really sick, but a bit sick. I have a blind item for you, both you and Juan. Juan, you haven't looked up the answers for this yet, have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Are they online now? So there's this website called Crazy Days and Nights. Mm-hmm. It's honestly been around for over a decade, probably two. And it's gossip without the names attached, but then there's a comment section where generally the names do get attached. Right. So there were some good ones over the past couple of weeks. I have two here, both about music. It's a music podcast, so <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> Blind item number one from Thursday, August 26th. This foreign-born, meaning not U.S., mm-hmm. former A-list tweener, was all set to talk about the grooming and abuse he faced as a teen in the music biz, but was talked out of it by his people who said it would hurt his brand. So who is it? Foreign-born, meaning could be UK, could be Canadian. Yeah. I have one name that pops out immediately, and that's Zane. Oh. Yeah. Just because he seems uh, to always be like, I don't want to say bitter, but he's definitely like, mm. constantly sort of like on the edge of exposing the music industry and on the edge of just like giving up and saying, fuck this. Yeah. He definitely seems damaged. Like that's for sure. (laughs) And that too. Yeah. And he like, yeah, he has suffered with like a bunch of anxiety. So I'm like former A-list tweener. Hmm. A-plus list tweener. A-plus. That to me speaks one direction because what else? Yeah. Like BTS, but I don't know. I was, and also the comments were saying Justin Bieber, but actually I don't think. Oh, he is foreign. I f- he's foreign because he's Canadian, but is he former A 
plus. Yeah, no, he's still he's still like basically yeah the same. Yeah, maybe he was bigger, but he's like a at the least. Exactly, he definitely was bigger. Like with Purpose or whatever that album, he was his peak. But he's still a list. I wouldn't ever call him like former anything. So yeah, I don't think it's him. Zayn is a good guess. It's definitely not Sean Mendes because he was never (laughs) a plus list. Exactly. Yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, it's all saying Justin Bieber, Scooter's the one who pimped him out. Bieber, Sean Mendes, mm. no. Yeah, actually, these guesses suck. So I think I'm going with Zayn. Bieber's not a bad one, but I just don't think he's a former. He has like one of the biggest songs in the world and has like all summer. So yeah. it doesn't sound right to me. It was a teen in the music business. I was talked out of it. Maybe it could be like an older person. Yeah, yeah. it could be for sure. It's a, it's a person? It's, it's a guy? Yeah, he fits. But like his people said it would hurt his brand. I feel like if it was a truly an older person... He might not care as yeah, much. Yeah, would his brain. Yeah, you know. And also, what what like big foreign tweeners are there? Not many. Like everyone famous. <laughs> Something like like NSYNC, but those are all American. NSYNC, Backstreet. Yeah, like none of them have a brand. I mean, I guess it could be like Justin Timberlake. Yeah, but he's not foreign born. Right, of course, my mistake. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, coming out as being groomed is like only good press at this point. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So that means that means it's like. There's a relation to, like, hip-hop culture or R&B culture, probably. Oh, that could, yeah, that's a good guess. Right? So Justin Bieber is lining up. We're just talking about Zayn. Or Zayn, yeah. It's probably both. You could probably apply this to both. Yeah. Of them, unfortunately. Sadly. Okay, there's another blind item. Let's move on. This foreign-born closeted singer is spending more time (laughs) than ever with his boyfriend. (laughs) Zayn. Yeah. (laughs) He needs to just come out because the paps are really trying to get an intimate picture and splash it as news. Foreign-born closeted singer. I don't have to tell you the comments are saying Shawn Mendes. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say Shawn Mendes. Who else could it be? I thought it could be Maluma. Oh yeah, that's a good guess. Yeah. That's a good guess. Yeah, because he is foreign-born and there's a lot of gay rumors about him. Uh, Is he big enough that people would care about him? Like, would people make a blind item about Maluma? That's the thing. I don't think... Like, literally, if a whole thing on this website is saying foreign-born whenever it's not American, like, do they really care about Maluma? Probably not. <laughs> I'm trying to find the comments. This website is literally a blog spot. It's impossible to use. How did, how did you find this website? It's been around forever. Here's another one. The one named A-list DJ is sexting underage girls again. Diplo. Oh, yeah. Calvin Harris. Well, that's two names. No, that's such a Diplo move. Yeah. Wait, what? The one named. Oh, the one named is yeah. Oh, that's so easy. Of Diplo, course it's a yeah. yeah. There's like no one else. <laughs> Skrillex. Skrillex. I don't think he doesn't give me those vibes. No. Diplo just screams I'm texting underage girls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I recently saw a video of him. I got into TikTok in the past over the past month and I saw a TikTok of him. Like he has this like Spotify plaques for having a bunch of streams and they're shaped like a plate. They're like a circle that is a bit hollow mm-hmm. in the middle. And he was like pouring cereal and tequila into it and eating and it's like you're 50 you're pathetic how are you acting like a frat boy when you're like That's pushing seven disgusting 70? yeah adding more carbs to tequila <laughs> that's like the that. part that stuck with you <laughs> <laughs> maybe he was using magic spoon sponsored by no, joking we're not <laughs> that shit is disgusting uh, did you try it yeah i have some it sticks in your teeth like crazy ew what flavor did you get I got chocolate and then I got cinnamon. They're both fine, but it's the texture for me. Like it's a texture. Yeah. It sticks. It's really sticky. That's always the issue with 
sub, like uh, not supplements, but like replacement vibes. Yeah, I once tried to have a keto pasta and it tastes just fine. Oh. The issue was the texture it was all gummy. Ah, oh, gummy, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, well. So I think it's Maluma. That's one of my guess. I wish I wish we had answers because this game is not as fun when you don't have the answer. I know, and actually, usually the um, comment section on Crazy Days and Nights is good. Like, mm. they're guesses I would never have, but I feel like for the music ones, they kind of have no clue what they're talking about. True. But give them, like, a Kardashian, mind- and they're, like, clued in, you know? Yeah. So. It reminds me of that um, Instagram account. I think it was called uh, De Moi, like the number. De Moi, yeah. But it, they would always have gossip, but never the name of the people. So I had to unfollow because I was like, okay, what's the point of just, like, random blurb- blurbs of information? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, like spotting at a grocery store. Like, that's kind of boring yeah. to me. And they wouldn't even say who it was. Yeah, it was like spotted, A-list. I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> at least give me something. The gossip is bad. There's no name. Yeah, they had such a moment last year, but too many words, not enough content. Exactly. We need to go back to the days of Paris Hilton where it was like they would just say out the names and like make up lies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah. Named and completely false. <laughs> we should start a gossip podcast please i mean kind of already just we just gossip about the music industry yeah well the gossip is on yeah. patreon <laughs> <laughs> and by the way there will be an extended cut of this episode on patreon tonight mm-hmm. so what happened a lot of things happened in the music industry while we were gone yeah like music did actually come out for once yeah which was kind it was of nice. like everyone was quiet for July and then August hit and they're like, oh shit, we need all these summer releases to come out. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about it later, but I saw, yeah, Lord and closeted foreign singer Sean Mendes released these like <laughs> summer things right at the end of summer. Like her album was supposed to be a summer album and then Sean Mendes released that song called Summer of Love. I'm like, why would you release it in on August 20th? Right. Those are not the vibes anymore. Do it in May. That's like Kelly Rowland releasing a cover of Finally on July 1st. <laughs> <laughs> She's a queen for that. I think that was some homophobic subtext involved. <laughs> Anyways, but Aaliyah, right? Let's talk Aaliyah, yeah. Mm. So since we left you, listener, Aaliyah's old label, owned by randomly her uncle, Blackground Records, mm-hmm. has started to release her albums on the services. So we have One in a Million out now. Um, they're kind of like dripping out the albums one by one throughout the fall. And yeah, it's been like a bit controversial. I mean, there seems to be some legal issues, which I find really boring. Like I think her estate and her uncle are fighting about like royalties, which is like, no one cares about that ultimately. Um, It's not the same. I thought he would be his state. I know you would think that you would think that, but, um, let me just read this. Mm -hmm. Barry Hankerson. That's her uncle and the founder of Blackground, is spearheading the re-releases, but Aaliyah's estate says it's unauthorized and tweeted vaguely mm. about deception and shadowy tactics. Basically, they want more money. Mm. And then this Pitchfork article called Aaliyah, Britney, and the Commodification of an Artist's Legacy, it says this, there is the uncomfortable awareness in 2021 of the lasting impact of Hankerson's shadier business dealings, from lawsuits filed by artists like Tony Braxton and JoJo to the stark reminder that he was the person who introduced R. Kelly to Aaliyah when she was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Blackout has also moved forward with a p- 
posthumous album of unreleased Aaliyah material, a version of which was teased in 2012 by Drake and then mm-hmm. canceled in 2014 after a public backlash. Now reportedly featuring the likes of Future and Chris Brown, the project feels no. like a devious cash grab, a disturbing reanimation of an icon taken too soon. What should have been a simple joy, the ability to listen to Aaliyah's music easily, is instead marred by a crowd of producers, managers, lawyers, and artists, all vying for a piece of what's theirs. The opportunity to capitalize on Aaliyah the brand. Hmm. Um, well, first of all, my first issue, Chris Brown, why? I know. Every time he yeah. just gets his little his little claws in there. I feel like he was on the 2012 version too with Drake. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And back then people hated him even more because the Rihanna thing had just happened. Yeah, people were so mad at Drake when that was announced. I'm guessing because of Mm -hmm. Chris Brown in particular. But yeah, it is kind of dirty, isn't it? But there was also like, yeah, the Chris Brown, but people have always taken issue with this project about what kind of what the article says, the fact that it just feels like a money grab. Posthumous albums like this always feel like a bit... Because what is what is guiding that? There's no like artistic no. project that is trying to be fulfilled when people do that. I don't know the nature of these songs. I don't know if Leah recorded them and wanted, wanted them out, but yeah. it does feel like the underlying impulse for this is money. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Monetizing the catalog, always. That always. It felt the same way with the Amy Winehouse compilation. And it always is yep. just a compilation. Like, you're right, there's no vision usually. It was called, like, what was it even called? Something about a lion, I feel like. Yeah, lioness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember that. Like, it was just weird, and, like, it had demos on it, which was fine, I guess, but... Yeah, and I'm very for, like, getting all of the catalog of an artist out. Like, I am I would love for Sophie's stuff that wasn't published to be released, because, I like, it's, you know, you want as much as you can from an artist who can't make more music, but... Yeah. Then there's examples, like, did you ever listen to the Michael Jackson one? Never, no. That was just... That was just like the grossest money grab I've seen in my life. Yeah. It was just like basically remixes, basically songs that were obviously not ready, just like, and because it's Michael Jackson, obviously there was so much money with it. Yes. I do have to wonder why Drake, why is he so involved with this? Like, what does he have? I don't get it. Well, he's not involved anymore. Oh, he's not. Oh, true. It doesn't seem like a no. It's like strictly Blackground, which is Aaliyah's uncle. But it is funny that Drake thought he was like important enough to spearhead that project like nine years ago. It's funny, like truly funny. And imagine like how many songs would have had Drake features. Like that's crazy. All of them. Yeah. Oh my God. He was obsessed with Aaliyah back then in like 2012. Who wasn't though? Yeah, who wasn't? That's true. The Pitchfork article references like all of the edits and remixes and YouTube rips that were popular back then. Like mm-hmm. electronic music was about Aaliyah, period, period, in the early 2010s. There was a song by like KDB and Jesse Ware yes. called Aaliyah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Aaliyah, yeah. please. Yeah, they were like begging Aaliyah to like not be so good at music because they couldn't, <laughs> <laughs> they could never match her level. KDB was interviewed for this article on Pitchfork. Oh, actually. true. Or maybe it was one on The Guardian. Like there's been so much press about Aaliyah in the past couple of weeks. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's influential. It's influential, but listening back, it's like, wow, this is low BPM. Like, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah, truly. Yeah. Her shit has always been, like, smooth, I guess, yeah. And it does that 90s thing where instead of, like, repeating the chorus twice at the end of a song, it repeats it eight times and fades out over the course of (laughs) two minutes. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. Like, please, I'm begging you. That album, the R. Kelly one, I guess maybe they're R. Kelly, but the R. Kelly one, age is nothing but a number. Right. 
has always been on streaming services. I'm yes. Pretty sure. Yeah. And that one doesn't sound cute to me. Really? I love that album. It's fine. Which I shouldn't. It's yeah, it's but, yeah. like illegal, basically. Yeah. I don't know if Timbaland was involved in that first one. I think it was just R. Kelly. I don't think he was. Yeah, I think that was R. Kelly, and then Timbaland gets involved with the later ones. The more minimal the, sound, like... Well, I did like... Okay, so did you listen to, or let's say re-listen to One in a Million in pristine no, streaming actually, no. condition? I literally didn't even realize that it was already up. I thought they were announcing it for later this year. I mean, I feel like every pop music announcement has been just, like, painfully slow recently. Literally, like, Kim Petras took a month to release that single, which is essentially just more Kim Petras. Charlie XCX still hasn't released that fucking song yet. Let's not even talk about that, yeah. Fucking... Five-week lead-up. Insane. No, I hate when they do that. No. For, like, a, what, two-and-a-half-minute song? No. Also, something annoying related to this, Taylor Swift, she announced um, the reissue of Red, or, like, the re-recording of Red, back in July for a November. Oh, and it's yeah. like, no, it's not even a new album. But yeah, no, no, no. they're being really annoying with that. They are. And yeah, so we get one in a million now. Um, and it's like one a month until they run out, basically. Mm. So three months total, I guess. <laughs> I really enjoyed hearing Everything's Gonna Be All Right, which I don't think I'd heard before. It samples Ladies' Night. Mm. That song's five fucking minutes. Gotta Give It Up with Slick Rick, five minutes. If Your Girl Only Knew, fucking, ugh, so good. That song's so good. Five minutes. Um, and then there was this remix of Hot Like Fire, Timbaland's Groove mm. something. I can't read it. Thanks, Spotify. But that's that's such a good song. That was fun to hear, that remix. Timbaland's Groove Mix featuring Missy Elliott. So it was nice to hear some stuff, but honestly, yeah. Really, honestly, like really some of the slowest music I've heard in recent memory. And I'm not like that ADD, but sometimes I'm like, maybe I am. <laughs> I can't listen to a five-minute song anymore. It's not that slow. It's that slow. When you listen to the whole album and every song is five minutes, you're like, whoa, please, next song. I feel like this music would do so well in, on TikTok. It's very Pink Panther-ish. <laughs> Aaliyah is so Pink Panther-ish. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. I want to get sued for that, rightfully so. Oh my God, actually, I feel like I got into Pink Panther-ish since the last episode. Yeah, same, actually. Because James told me to listen to Pink Panthers on his mm. episode with uh, with me. And I kind of like didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't so like ignore him, yes. But now I'm into it. And it's like obviously some of the most instant pop music of the year. Instant, yeah. Well, since I got into TikTok, I got into that song. The one just for me. And then I, I like listening to the other ones. Good, yeah. Pain's pretty yeah. good too. Samples Flowers. Yeah, Pain's really good. Yeah. Too fucking short, but we knew that. Anyways, so yeah. <laughs> the UK Garage Revival is real, I'll say that. Yeah. Okay, so that's Aaliyah. Any other comments on no, R&B No, I mean, I read, the, I read the Pitchfork article that ties in her stuff with Britney and Taylor Swift. Right, so yes, the Pitchfork yeah. article connected her to Britney in terms of how her like discography and career is being taken advantage of because it says her conservatorship pays the people who should be fighting for its end. A recent New Yorker investigation found that Jamie's lawyers had billed nearly $900,000 covering four months of crisis PR hired Jesus. with Spears' money to battle Spears' claims. That's just cruel, but I mean, yeah. It's, uh, the, all, all three cases are just a reminder that it's a business at the end of the day. Like all of this pop music, that's like the, the risk of really liking pop music is that it's all going to be business driven first. 
Mm. I don't know what else to say about that. It's just the way it is because it's pop. And like that's the definition of pop. It's a music that makes money. So obviously then people are going to like try their most to keep making money out of it. Yeah, so corrupt. Seriously. Yeah, it's sad when you remember like the people involved in it, which are essentially the like the workers involved in it. We forget, we don't think of pop stars as workers because they're not like working class, but they are the ones that are making the product that everyone's profiting off. Right. As like liberal society, we get like a bit shocked and saddened when we when we're reminded that they're not really the ones with the power. That it's just like a like a huge business for a bunch of suits, and that's just always going to be the case. Yeah, we don't want to see how it's made ultimately. Exactly, that's it. Yeah, and pop is so good at that. Pop is so good at hiding yeah. how the sausage gets made. That's the whole point of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, also, one thing I didn't really notice is we talked about that Normani song, Wild Style. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Listener, yes. Listener, Josh just turned around <laughs> really quick, trying to make sure that it was new Wild song. Side. Sure. Wild <laughs> Side. <laughs> I'm like, we're pretty sure. That just speaks to how little like impact that's on. Let has. me look at my producer. Is it Wild Style? <laughs> Edit that out. It's called Wild Side, Jesus. Yeah. We did like it at the time. Have I listened to it since? No. That's a great song, but have we listened to it since? No, exactly. That song clearly inspired by the song One in a Million. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that connection, but it has like almost like a chirping in the background. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Wild, yeah. Like Wild little Side birds. did. Little Birds. I made the connection to Don Richard. Right, yeah. <laughs> who is probably just like, you can trace the Aaliyah to Don really easily. So that makes sense. Right, yeah. I love, is it Are You That Somebody with a Baby? Or is that One in a Million? I think that's, that's Are You That Somebody. I think that's so iconic. It is. <laughs> it so is, yeah. So... Aside from Normani releasing that um, like a month ago, some of the biggest releases this year have been like, or this summer have been like indie releases. Hmm. Indie quote unquote, basically pop artists. Indie aesthetic. Yeah. Who have an indie aesthetic, who live on like the edge of the mainstream, who do alt pop, but are essentially like high charting artists. I'm talking about Lord Halsey and Billie Eilish. They right. all do pretty well at the end of the day, even when they don't do so well. Like commercially or artistically? Yeah, commercially. Commercially. And artistically too. Well, not artistically. We'll talk, we'll get into that. But I think you, well, listener, if you have an internet connection, you must have, you must have seen a thousand takes and then a thousand thing pieces on Solar Power by Lord. I mean, we've talked about some of them, yeah. Oh yeah, we did talk about it last time. But then since the release of the album, they got even, there's been even more. And then you pulled one from BuzzFeed News talking about the reluctant pop star. And this article sort of shows how Lord and Billie Eilish's new album talk about stardom, but in a way where they're like, they're trying to like step away from it or like their struggles with stardom and some strategies that they take to make music while not being these like huge pop stars that have to share everything about their lives, mm. essentially. Yeah, like it's it's considering the idea that maybe pop stars aren't making hits anymore, striving for ubiquity. But yeah, I don't really know what that means. Like... It's true. Like, no one really listens to the radio. Like, it's just whatever happens on TikTok, really. And often the stuff on TikTok does not sound like normal pop music anyway. So I think ubiquity doesn't really mean exactly what BuzzFeed is saying it does. Maybe. Right. Yeah, I guess I mean this, like, idea of having, like, a a main girl, maybe. A main girl, yeah. Yeah, this idea that, like, a Britney had on her at her t- in, during her time. Like a monoculture moment. Yeah, exactly. Being the pop star that is just like ubiquitous, like you hear their music everywhere. I mean, Pink Panther is. 
Pink Panther is literally is that, but she's so indie that it's not really. It's just like TikTok. Right, but TikTok is yeah. not indie. Yeah, you're right. No, TikTok is like the social media of the year. Yeah. There's a TikTok radio station on Sirius XM now too. Just saying. No, true. Yeah, I guess it's just like a, a like a shifting of platforms because yeah, you're, you're not going to find the ubiquity in radio because no one listens no. to that. Not on this continent anyway. Gen X, maybe, but they don't listen to pop. Yeah, like I feel like striving for ubiquity, I think one of the only pop stars you could call doing that right now is... Let me guess. Kim Petras. Oh, true. Like Kim Petras is still making like very straightforward pop songs. Ava Max too. Ava Max. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. If that sound of pop music isn't what's ubiquitous, then isn't that a niche yeah, genre? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, literally, it's just a bit confusing yeah. to talk about it that way. They've become like genre artists by making traditional pop because traditional pop is not what is charting on the top anymore. Yes. So, sort of, I guess. So, I would argue actually that like solar power being this t- 2000s adult contemporary throwback mm-hmm. is probably more in line with the culture right now, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. But like, it, I, I wasn't on Twitter a ton in August, I'll be honest. But from mm-hmm. what you've told me, you. people hated solar power. The Lord album. Yeah. So let's get into Solar Power. I think it was love or hate. I think a lot of her fans do did still love it. Yeah. But the critical, like the critic, the critics turned on Lord finally. <laughs> Not to be rude, but Whoa. they didn't pan it. But a Lord album is was usually expected to do like really well, especially after melodrama in terms of critical acclaim. This one definitely didn't. It's like middling in terms of acclaim. Pitchfork gave it like a seven or something like that. Mm. And people on social media, on Twitter, from what I saw, also just didn't like it. Mm. A lot of fans, to me, excuse me, fans, I know I suffer from this too with Lana, but a lot of Lord fans are coping by saying that people just don't want her to be happy. That people are like rejecting this like turn from happiness because a lot of the complaints about the album is that it's no longer the old Lord that was sad, blah, blah, blah. But I don't think personally, and from this is my personal opinion, it's my taste, I don't think it's a matter of that because the album is still pretty sad. It's pretty melancholic. I think the issue with Solar Power is just how middling it is. Like there's no moments that shine. There's no really, like I love I love a couple of tracks, but the album as a whole doesn't feel like, it just doesn't have hooks. It doesn't have beautiful mm. melodies in the way that an album called Solar Power should have. Okay. You know what I mean? It's an album about like summer breeze and like blah, 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 blah. Then to that, my point is that it should be, it should feel more beautiful. It should listen. I should play it and have this like feeling of like weightlessness that I don't get from that. Because first of all, Lord's vocals are not meant for that. She's such an indie girl that her vocals are like dark and like jarring at times. So she shouldn't be singing like this kind of like easy breezy vibes because it's not what her vocals are made of. She's not a beautiful vocalist in the traditional sense of the way. She's an interesting vocalist. Hmm. Um, so I think that's the main issue with Solar Power. You think the vocals don't match the production? I think, no. I think that the concept, the music doesn't live up to the concept. Uh. The music is not beautiful. It's not like transcendental and sublime enough for it to feel like this summer album that you play at the beach and transports you to Mm. whatever. It's a good album, but it's not the best. And part of that mismatch between concept and execution of the music is the fact that a lot of the album is supposed to be about Lord unplugging, like Lord no longer being in the internet, like going away from social media. 
Yet so many of the songs, like you were saying earlier, are so plugged in into the zeitgeist. So much of it is like cultural commentary about the moment, not even like human commentary about like transcendental and timeless things. What it means to be a human is so much about like wellness culture and like this. And you know what I mean? Like, mm. like there was this, she's been doing a lot of press and part of it, she said that she had read Gia Tolentino. You know who that is? Mm-hmm. She's a very like, New York media, very trendy writer. And she yeah. said that she inspired Mood Ring. And that to me just clicked. I was like, that's the failure of this album. You're selling it as an album that helps you unplug from reality, yet all of its references are so zeitgeisty. Like it's, someone described it as like being a New York Magazine article, the whole album. Mm. Because it feels like that. It feels like she just, she's too aware of things. She needs to be a bit more ignorant. She needs to be a bit more like, careless if she's going to write a careless album mm. that was the main issue with it and, and i think it goes back to what you were saying earlier that if anything this album is more attuned with culture today than like an ava max one because it does feel like an album written by someone who's paying attention to what people like she literally told an interviewer that that jenny odell book how to do nothing inspired the album Oh, really? Yeah, the one that like is all about bird watching. That kind of got me into bird watching even. Jenny Odelia, How to Do Nothing, Resisting the Attention Economy. True, true. But can I tell you moments I really enjoyed? Oh, you listened to it? Yeah, I did. Oh, true. Well, okay. No, I didn't. Charlie <laughs> XCX played two songs for me on BBC Radio right. 1, and they were okay. California and yeah. Secrets from a Girl Who's Seen It All. Period and period. Period. California is great. So Charlie made the right choices. Yeah. California is what the album should be in yes. its entirety. Yes. A song that feels careless, breezy, that with a beautiful melody. Yes. Like, that's what I'm missing. Where's the arrangements? Where's this, like, mm-hmm. I need chills on, down my spine if you're going to sell this album as this experience. And I didn't get that. Yeah, really lovely. And the Robin cameo at the end of Secrets for a girl, <laughs> from a Girl. Like, I love that. I love that too. I love yeah. it. Like, that is beachy. That is beachy for sure. Yeah. So um, thank you, Charlie, for uh, <laughs> for curating, making me listen to it. <laughs> like literally, whenever I hear a song from Solar Power, I do like it. I do. Yeah. Did you like Mood Ring? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> like non singles. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I also hate Stone at the Nail Salon. The title track has grown on me, Solar Power, but the rest I haven't really revisited. But um, going back to our initial topic, she was saying that. Well, Pure Heroin did really well. And then when Melodrama came out, it did really well critically, but not so well commercially. Mm. So she was saying that that album gave her like freedom because after Melodrama, she was like, oh, I don't need to strive to like chart anymore. So that's, I guess, where she's coming from in terms of not like striving for charts or ubiquity as BuzzFeed would call it. Yeah, ubiquity. She still yeah. is ubiquitous. Like I literally did not stop hearing about her for Crazy, right? two weeks mm. straight. And her promotional efforts are that of a yes. A-list pop star. 100%. Yeah, crazy. Like Vogue's 75 of her questions. I feel like mm-hmm. only Oscar nominees get those yeah. gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her team is great. Let's say that. Yeah, what's her, her fucking like, label? <laughs> Let's find this her out. Pub- her publicity person is really good because she was everywhere. She was like in Hot Ones. Mm. Just like a bunch of... A bunch of she wasn't fucking like late night shows like Jimmy Fallon or whatever. Yeah, that's pretty much as close as you can get to being on TV. <laughs> Basically, just YouTube, but still. <laughs> so yeah. So she's universal music, but that makes sense. True. 
It's an interesting contradiction of like outwardly and explicitly wanting to be non-ubiquitous. Yeah, that word. But then in promotional terms, it feels like they're still striving for some amount of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lord. Well, anyways, should we talk about Halsey now? Because she put out an album that sounds different than what we were expecting. Anything she's made, yeah. So we have her with Lord because they're kind of both indie pop. So Halsey has an album out called... Avocados. Yeah, Bananas and Avocados. <laughs> no, what is it called? If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power. Okay. Um, Slay Mama. Basically completely produced by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Mm. A few of the songs literally sound like The Social Network. <laughs> like, kind of like tiktok like clocks kind of ticking yeah like. <laughs> not tiktok the social media but yeah exactly. no yeah, yeah not like that TikTok. oh shit like a sense of urgency something's happening bitch yeah, you better yeah. run yeah very cinematic that way but then there's some like garage rock too isn't there mm-hmm. almost metric vibe some shoegazy stuff yes a lot very guitar-y very rock rock mm-hmm. really made a comeback this year it's been non-stop relentless in fact i tweeted that halsey started it Halsey started it. Like last, like the last album? Because I remember, yeah, when we rated that album before Olivia or any of the other, the shit came out, yeah. it had a couple of songs that were super like yeah. emo, pop punk. Yeah. There was, yeah, you're right. That was happening. Mm. But we're past pop punk now, it seems. Now we're fully yeah. like. She's past it, but Olivia's still in it. Right. Olivia, yeah. yes. My nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even care about her, really? No, I don't care at all. <laughs> That's been my problem with pop music this year. I don't really care at all. <laughs> Did you care about this album? Did it make you care? Well, I was wishing it was Miley Cyrus or anyone but Halsey. Like, <laughs> Not Miley. I feel like Miley could have done it. Like, we've talked about Halsey's voice many times. Like, Bananas and Avocados. It's just so mm-hmm. childish. And like, the pursed lips, you know, that sound. Yeah. I just find it so cringe. I'm not sure it's a perfect it match, honestly. The production is fucking cool, but... Give me the dubs, you know? I will have to agree with that on the match. I think I think it's just not the tracks for Halsey's voice. No. Her voice is so subdued and and I'm being so generous. It's cringy. It's definitely cringy the way she sings. She has such a pop voice. Yeah, and like a, if anything, she's like a TikTok voice. Like she needs like mm. a chill beat under her, not this like forceful drum bass, like drum heavy mm. production. Yeah, it is drum heavy too. It's cool. It's a really good production. Like the production, I'm like, fuck, this is I, for a pop for a pop album. It's like this is it for any album. It would be good. You were joking that yeah. you wish it was Azalea Banks on the every track. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm not joking, bitch. No, I believe. It. <laughs> yeah. No, literally imagine that because Azalea is like, with this, this is the kind of shit she needs. Like a, a megaphone into a mic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will give Halsey a lot of credit because I do think it's a great album. And at the end of the day, it is her album. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we could, we could she did that. hypothesize who else could have made this. And there's probably a thousand better matches, but they didn't happen. It was Halsey who did it. And it's a pretty good album. <laughs> it's pretty um, good. I did like, there were parts that were kind of interesting. Like I think on Lilith, her vocals mm-hmm. are pitched up. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of cool. That was new. Like, I feel like it could have been pitched up even higher and been fully nightcore, but whatever. <laughs> I'll leave that to SoundCloud, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could do it yourself. There's songs like like I'm a not a woman, I'm a god that are like to me just like classic 
that is so good that there will be like classic in my repertoire, my catalog of music. Okay. Yeah. But overall, one thing I do didn't like about the album is the lyricism. Yeah. Halsey is just so basic. Yeah. I love Halsey. I feel like I root for her when I shouldn't because she's so obviously clearly local, cringe, and basic. Local. But something about her I really like. I think it's just her sincere. She's just basic and she doesn't care. She yeah. just goes away. She just does it. She just does Halsey. And she's not plugged in at all. No, exactly. Yeah, she's like the opposite of Lord and Bell. She way, is, actually. yeah. And yeah. yet they came out with like albums that don't match, but there's a parallel there. Yeah, there's a parallel for sure. Like, yeah, like Halsey is just like a very lowbrow artist trying to do highbrow music, whereas mm. Lord is like a highbrow artist trying to make like midbrow, but it just doesn't work. Midbrow. <laughs> I don't even know what that like beachy sound would be. It's definitely not lowbrow, but it's like it's not no, no. I feel like lowbrow comeback incoming. Yeah, for sure. That's what I'm always trying to do when I'm trying to like. I'm always like very somewhat ironically, but also sincerely rooting for girls that are so basic, like Halsey, yeah. Madison Beer, that kind of vibe. But is picking up Trent Reznor and putting him on every track on your album lowbrow? No, that, not at all. It's mid. It's mid. It's very mid. It's yeah, devastatingly yeah. mid brown. <laughs> <laughs> but Halsey as an artist is low. Yes. I guess she's trying low trying to do mid and then Got Lord it, is yes. high trying to do no Lord trying is to do high mid. brow. She's just mid brow trying to do mid but failing at it. <laughs> like different mid. <laughs> yeah, different mid. I mean nothing midder than Gia Tolentino. Okay, we need to stop with the mid. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's mid brow to me unless it's like, I don't know. Everything is so flat to me, honestly. Everything is mid-brow to me lately. No, you're so right that's, about that. That's why I'm like, I mean, it's the dog days of summer too, but it's mid-brow. Like, holy shit. Didn't you post an article about that a bit? I don't think I've posted anything in like 90 days. <laughs> <laughs> 90 day feelings. No, but this actually, Halsey in her interview about this says something interesting to that. Okay. Where So apparently the, the process was Halsey wrote all these songs before Trent even touched them. They just had different production. Okay, no surprise there. No surprise there at all, exactly. They sound so like that. And she had always told her manager that she loved Trent Reznor, but that she thought, yeah, I know. I'm always saying that. <laughs> I'm known to say How it. How mid or can you get? <laughs> and then she goes, but I think there, she thought that they thought she wasn't cool enough to work with. She was right. Okay. <laughs> She's not cool enough, but they did it. Huh. They will take a check. That's one thing about Trent and Atticus. Oh. Oh, for sure. The amount of movies they do. The amount of movies they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They take any checks. They did Disney recently. They did Soul, yeah. Anyways, so this is Halsey saying, they, as in Atticus and Trent, wanted to know if I was willing to take the risk. And I was. I was willing to take the risk. I feel like every artist on their fourth, fifth, whatever album, especially pop artists, are always like, I want to do something experimental. Mm -hmm. So this quote is interesting to me because it speaks a bit to like the Lordian... Billie Eilish vibes of like, okay, we're pop artists. Now we want to do something that moves away from whatever. Yeah. But what I found interesting was Trent Reznor told her. So like after listening to the songs that she had sent, he was like, this is a good album. Mm -hmm. Like it's good enough, but if you want to push it, we can do that for you. Mm. And then he says that the way a lot of modern music is right now is it informs the listener to not pay attention. The song is safe. You can put it on a playlist. You can listen to it in the car. You can play it at a party and it's not mm. going to fuck up the vibe. It blends in with everything else. It's smooth. It's chill. 
but it informs you to not pay attention. Ugh. So what they were trying to do with this album is fuck up the vibe. Yeah, <laughs> they wanted to fuck up the vibe. Yeah, and I think they, they wanted did. to be like shuffle and be like, oh, what's happening? They did for sure. It's not a vibey album. It's not something you can put in a playlist and like chill and vibe to it. No, I would rather die than have Halsey vocals turn on at a party. Like that is not it. <laughs> That'll never be it either. Oh God, yeah. Pretty much everything else instrumentally would actually be cool at a party. But Halsey singing that way? Sorry, no. Not Nine Inch Nails though, at a party. It doesn't sound like Nine Inch Nails. It doesn't, you're right, but still, I don't want like the social network soundtrack <laughs> at the middle of the party. <laughs> what, 4 a.m.? Can't handle it? <laughs> That is like a guaranteed bad trip of whatever you're on. Oh my God. Ketamine, yeah, shrooms. Okay, give it 11 p.m. 11 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that that's what they were going for because it's what you were saying. It's like music nowadays is so mid. Yeah. It's just like made for playing and they, they really try to make something that would stand out a bit. We say that all the time though. Yeah. It's um, yeah, playlist culture. Too. It's shuffle culture. Yeah. It's autoplay culture. It is really fucking boring. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, good for them, I guess. I don't really know. I don't really know. I like, I commend Halsey for the effort. And I think Halsey gets a lot of, like, Halsey's corny and her references are basic. We all know that. She's like the Taylor Swift of indie girls. She's just, like, boring. Are we calling Halsey an indie girl? Like, can you define that better? <laughs> well, she just sings, like, in the aesthetics. She doesn't make, like, um, she doesn't make, like, I guess without you charted like a number one. Yeah, no, like those other singles are like pure pop to me. But her singing is not pure pop. Mm. I feel like she would be, even a playlist, she would be like alternative pop, you know? Oh, I guess so, yeah. She's just very successful, so it makes it hard. She's on the Salt playlist on Spotify. (laughs) I don't know what that is, and I wish... Which is like where Poppy is. Oh. Oh, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now they fit together, actually. They do, yeah. Yeah. Um, Pop is weird right now. Wow. Yeah, it is really weird. What I was trying to say is that although she's not my taste, and we all know this, you don't have to, like, she's like the easiest target. She's obviously very basic. We all know this. I do think that she's underrated in her ability to make a good song. Hmm. I think that songs like Without Me, and she has some songs that are like, this is really good pop music craft. Yeah. And I just want to celebrate her craft more because she's constantly, we constantly clown her, I think, at a certain point. In a certain bracket of gay guy where we think we have like amazing taste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Halsey's totally. like a really good punching bag. Yeah. And she will continue to be because her references are so basic and local, but we should acknowledge the fact that she can make us she can make a good song. And I'm a woman, not a god to me. Proof of that. I liked you asked for this a lot. Oh yeah, fuck. That one's so good. That one's cool, yeah. But yeah, anyways, I agree with you that the song overall, the album overall does suffer from like a mismatch. Uh, it's not a classic. It's not like the best album of the year. Mm-hmm. I struggle with her. What can I say? Vocally, same with Taylor Swift, though. Like yeah, when you when you don't like someone's vocals, it's just you can't really get past that. Totally. You either click or you don't. Wait, I was gonna say she also has like an IMAX for this shit. So I guess she, that's not indie at all. No, <laughs> she she's, has like an she's IMAX on Universal Music movie. too. Yeah, yeah, that's good promo. An IMAX screen, damn. Yeah, that yeah. shit is loud. <laughs> it probably sounds amazing, honestly, because it's an album to be played loud. True. Ears bleeding, eyes bleeding, nose bleeding. <laughs> Just imagine all the like, because what what is her fan base like? Teenage, basic teenage. I will never forget that picture you sent to me ages ago. That is like Halsey at fourteen, and then Charlie XX at fourteen. Yeah. 
And then Halsey's just like the most basic girl you've ever seen. And Charlie was like trying to do like MySpace core at the like time or whatever it was cool. punk, like rave princess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. So that's Halsey. That's Lord. But we could talk about Donda. We haven't done that. Oh yeah, we haven't done that. Since the second album listening party. And but, here I have a segue for it. Okay. King. So I saw a meme. This is such a bad segue. Be like, I have a segue. That's not a segue. Anyway, and then it's a meme, a meme that, that you have to describe. <laughs> and then it's a meme that you have to describe painfully. Because <laughs> you know jokes, like jokes, memes are better when they're described, not seen or heard. Uh-huh. Especially over a podcast. <laughs> the meme is a picture. Picture this. Lord and Kanye West, that picture of them together wearing all black. And then the meme is like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> Oh, cool. <laughs> Didn't see that coming. It's something like... <laughs> Wait, that was uh, awesome. <laughs> it's, some, it's something like a highly anticipated but disappointing album. That's an awesome meme. <laughs> awesome segue, too. So, Donda. Um, okay, so you kind of listened to Donda a bit? Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, sounded like Kanye. Kanye as a genre, perhaps? Literally, literally. couldn't. Like My only take was, oh, yeah, this is a Kanye West record. We can do like Bop Patrol on it, which is where we decide which ones are Bops and then move on. <laughs> I couldn't remember because there's three twenty-seven songs. Yeah, it's a lot. I like can't remember anything that I, I mean, I listened to this, but I can remember. I remember some. Um, the one with the Fuji sample is Believe What I Say. That one's just good. That one's like oh, single yeah. material. Yeah. It's just fucking good. There's one with um, someone who sounds like um, Ariana Grande, but isn't Ariana Grande. I think it's Donda, the title track. Donda, I liked. I liked that one. I think, does the one with a vocalist that sounds like Ariana? I don't think so. No, Donda's mostly mm. recordings of his mother. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is one of the more impactful ones. I don't know. I like the whole thing. Listen, like it sounded like um, a mixture of like 808 and Pablo, mm. but it's just, it's too, it's too Kanye. There's nothing. I mean, I hate people say this about like Lana Del Rey, for example, but it's just, if you're not into it, there's not an, this is not an album for you. If you're not like a super fan, it's not. Because it doesn't really offer anything new, any new dimensions to his music mm-hmm. at all. And it's such a pain to work through it. It's so long. Nothing sticks. Assuming like all of his fans listen to it twice, that's like, what, 50 oh, cents he made per so person much money, right there? Yeah. And the straight boys I know who are like Kanye love the album, so yeah. Well, they're probably still working through it too. It takes like a full week to actually let it sink in. We had one song we liked in the live performance, but I couldn't find it on the album. Me either. Like what? Maybe he heard us and he was like, this is not for faggots. Yeah, exactly. The song in question is Pure Souls. There's another song that samples the same song that Jenny from the Block samples. You know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah. Kind of a bop (laughs) called Heaven and Hell. Yeah, exactly that. And then my weirdly, my favorite one is called Moon. Do you remember that Mm. one? That one reminds me, if you can think back to like, what, 2014? That Kendrick Lamar song, Love, featuring Zachary. It sounds like that. True, true. Where the vocals just like go so soaring that it like, it's almost yeah. like an animal reaction, like an animal crying out. It like tugs you in that way. Mm-hmm. This is what I loved about that album, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. At the end, it has those, those bony ver tracks. Mm-hmm. Moon sounds a bit like, and I, I love that at the time. Moon sounds a lot like that. Yeah. So it is a bit of a throwback sound, isn't it? Yeah. Kanye is really good at that. I'll give him that. He's really good at making like sentimental hip hop. I guess it's kind of pop, but that kind of. Some of it's sentimental, yeah. It's true. Yeah. 
Which you don't get often from like hip hop records. A lot of like yeah, introspection and stuff like that. It's not very common. So he's good at that. It's like crossover R and B almost, which really doesn't mm-hmm. happen anymore. No. Um, and I'll never get sick of that Fuji sample. Like, it's amazing how often Lauren Hill is sampled. And I know. Um, it just it's, it's just good every time. I don't need it again, but like this one sounds good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Please let this be the last time. Yeah. Oh, I liked Remote Control too. There's just a few good ones, you know. There's an EP yeah. that I would like in there. Yeah, even a normal sized album, you know, like a twelve yeah. track album. Yeah, oh my not, God, a yeah not twenty-seven. Obviously, the controversy is that um, I think it's called Jail Part Two has Marilyn Manson and DaBaby on it, right? Who he brought out for his final like performance the other day, mm-hmm. and apparently he wanted to also have Donald Trump on that stage with Marilyn. Okay, Manson that would have been DaBaby. iconic. Outward iconicity embodied. And I know. And it's all about forgiveness, I guess the album is. So oh, is it? We're supposed to forgive um these people checks notes <laughs> to baby <laughs> for being homophobic. Uh Marilyn Manson for being Marilyn Manson for what? Rapist? Underage. Oh, you're right, Evan Rachel Wood. And then yeah. Donald Trump for um being Donald Trump. Divisive. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> for tweeting. Really for tweeting well. mean for, stuff. For being funny, yeah. No, um. <laughs> for being a comedy queen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I did see that. I saw. The, I, I I did skim the Pitchfork review of it, and they bring it up. Of course, like, yeah. Mad at him a bit. I mean, I don't know. I feel like um, I'm usually very much like leave poli- like dress the music, but this mm. is also obviously part of the music to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so obviously part of the aesthetic concept of it is this like provocation so if you're going to provoke you better be ready for like backlash to the provocation don't be a coward right and to me it's just like i don't even hate the baby but i hate his music i hate him musically hmm. so i just don't want i hate this like this controversy is making him even more prevalent like i want him to just go away yeah, he's like chris browning for sure yeah he's browning like i don't he's browning, he's browning. <laughs> <laughs> We scream it. <laughs> Who cares? I'm curious to see which songs like float to the surface. I remember reading mm-hmm. a while ago that these days albums are longer than ever, but the songs that are keeping them charting are like just one or two singles. Right, right. And the long tail of those long albums actually don't really perform that well. So I'm curious. True. Because like nothing really was a traditional single. No, nothing. Like no one ever really even knew the names of the songs. So I mean, probably just one with future or something. I don't really know, but. Maybe the baby one. The which one? Oh, the baby. Yeah, yeah, probably right. Has the most press behind it. I remember reading that about the Drake album that came out years ago, Views. That was also really long. Right. It's weird that he Kanye still so like culturally relevant, yet at the same time, this time I feel like no one really cared. Like all the outlets felt the need to write on Kanye because it is Kanye, but I feel like people. It's got to be a, a filter bubble, though. Like, the fact that I saw 3,000 articles about Lord and none about Kanye. Yeah, for sure. There's no way that's actually the numbers, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. There's got to be And I've Kanye seen articles. some memes about Kanye, actually, about Donda. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. So, speaking of speaking of new music, okay, mm-hmm. decent segue, Ryan Tedder, who is um, the guy from One Republic, said this to the BBC. He said, The frustrating thing about music is that now there's too much of it. There's 62,000 songs a day uploaded to Spotify, so it's a lot harder to get heard. 
A large portion of the people that are streaming, they've never owned a CD. They may not listen to the radio. And when they hear David Bowie's Life on Mars, they're hearing it for the first time. So the source of discovery is the last 70 years of music. It's all brand new right now. So you're competing with every song that has ever come out. That is so true. And the BBC backs him up on it. They say in the UK, there are only four new albums among the top 20 bestsellers for 2021. The majority of the chart is occupied by Queen, Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, ABBA, and Oasis. And it's a global phenomenon too. Catalog albums defined as anything older than 18 months now account for 66.4% of all streams worldwide. Mm -hmm. So there's only one third of the pie available to new music, which is really surprising. Yeah. Well, 18 months is not that old, but no, it, no, it is, it is it, in the music. It world. is. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just going to read a bit more because this part's kind of funny. The trend even affects Ryan Tedder's own band. Earlier this year, One Republic discovered their new single, Run, was being outperformed by Counting Stars, a foot-stomping, chart-topping anthem they released in 2013. I was like, what the hell is going on? And my manager was like, oh, some kid took Counting Stars and he sped it up and put it on TikTok and it turned into a thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nightmare because we all live in a time when track seven off an album that you released six years ago has a greater chance of becoming a hit than the current song you're promoting. It defies gravity. (laughs) (laughs) Not defies gravity. (laughs) (laughs) It does seem that way, though, about TikTok. Like, they're not really operating on any release schedule like no it's funny it's probably the most exciting thing in music but it's all old music so either way the kids are like unearthing unreleased lana tracks from 2010 they were doing yeah. better than her new stuff oh my god really yeah i think i think that's a really interesting thing like third article i think that's really interesting to think about and i love that someone brought it up because we're of course living in a time we're like, if you released music in the 90s, you didn't have to worry about that so much because no. there was no internet. No. Now, even before streaming services, you just have like the entire catalog of music ever made Crazy. to compete with. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I feel bad. I feel like it's like there's no worse time to be to become an artist, like a musical artist than nowadays. Not only are you struggling with like getting half a cent per stream, mm. you're also like having to like, yeah, compete with ABBA and Queen. Yeah. Compete with Aaliyah. <laughs> and now the Leo. Good luck with that. And this certainly, I don't know if you feel this way, but there's the older I get, the more I just listen to old music. And I don't mean like oldie ballads. I mean like music that I listened to when I was like younger. Yeah. I just revisit music way more often. I and I discover new music less. And I think that's just a normal thing of growing up. Yeah. So and you have to contend with that and the fact that now there's like a catalog, like you can easily access any old songs. I think it felt good to listen to old music last year. I'm maybe a little bit sick of it. Mm-hmm. It's also like, how many times can I rewatch Sex in the City? Yeah, that kind of vibe. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Not really that many more times. <laughs> <laughs> Not really that many more times. Um, so, yeah. That said, Pink Panthers, release a song longer than two minutes, and then we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> I can't with her lazy ass. I know, it's just a fade out, too. Like, not yeah. even an ending, just fade out. <laughs> But then you play it again, and that's the whole point. That's the whole point, yeah. Whatever. Oh, I love that. Love that girl. I love that girl. <laughs> the British girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bought tickets to um, Erica de Cassier in London in oh. November. I'll be there. Jealous. If you want to hate crime me, you know where to find me. Tickets were about <laughs> 13 pounds, so affordable. <laughs> <laughs> that's really exciting. I wonder if it'll happen. Not too yeah in your parade yeah. no i know right it seems too good to be true i'm still sad i missed the tickets 
for Caroline Polachek in October. Oh yeah, that's so sad. She that lady's not coming. I was gonna say the B word, but that lady's not coming to Montreal, and I'm so mad. She needs to tour more. That I would want to see. Yes. Yeah. I'm peak Caroline. I'm Carolining right now. You're Carolining. <laughs> like for real. Help doctor. He's Carolining. Yeah, I'm Carolining. <laughs> yeah, I have the Dice app, which is like. Instead of like reselling tickets, they let you go on a wait list and then people who have tickets can put them back in the pool if they want to sell them. True. Which is kind of a good idea. Mm-hmm. Very un-American. So I'm on the wait list for Caroline Polachek, but good luck to me, honestly. Well, if you need a ticket for Gold Frap on April 2022, just hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still planning on coming. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. You're invited, yeah. yeah. Listener, I'll, I'll say it again. I'm moving to London, England. Next month in October. That's crazy. Yes, it is. Speaking yes, of personal is. stuff, should we segue into the post show? Yeah. Yeah. Listener, thank you for listening. I hope we um informed, delighted, baffled, made you laugh, titillated, cringed you. I'm sure we did. <laughs> Subscribe on Patreon for um the hot blind items we're about to drop in the after show. And we will see you next week. We're back. Yeah, we're back. And we missed you. So yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.